Man, it's so good to see everybody back on campus. Man, we've uh, there's so many of us that like a lot of people have joined H2O over the past year and a half, and this is their first time actually having a service on campus. And so I'm like, wow, I, I didn't realize that. So it's just so fun. And uh, man, it was exciting. Who went to do the youth this week? Did anybody go there? Like, wasn't that just exciting to see campus packed out with people? Like, wow, there's life back on campus. So we're stoked. I know you guys are stoked. And I just want to say today's a great day. And good morning, H2O. We're so excited about kicking back off on campus. Uh, this is our kickoff service. And we want to welcome our first time guests. And so if you're a guest in the house, welcome. We thank God for you. And uh, we actually, when you're done here, if you haven't gone to the connect table out there, we got a little goodie out there for you, a gift and uh, just some swag and stuff. But we, the most important part about that table is connecting with somebody. We want to meet you, get to know who you are and make sure that you're building relationships right off the bat. Like that's a great way to kick off this week. Um, I also want to welcome returning students fellow campus ministries today, and my name is Joshua Ortega. I'm one of the pastors here at H2O. If you're new to H2O, we're basically a network of churches that we plant on public universities. So we have 11 H2Os. Uh, in fact, our 11th just kicked off this year at, in, at OU in Athens. So we praise God for that church plant. That's right, hallelujah. So excited. We were a part of that and uh, got the co-plan, and man, we're just excited about them kicking off too this semester. God's already moving. Um, but you are not here by circumstance. You are loved by God, and you're here on purpose, and God is guiding you to leave a legacy, and we are blessed to be a part of that. So I mentioned a couple campuses. We want to uh, campus ministries, and we want to welcome our ministries that are here today. There's lo there's several campus ministries here at Wright State, and we all work together. We pray for one another. Um, we we honor each other, and we invite our campus ministries to this first service. And there are a couple here to support this kickoff service. I want to honor them. First of all, can I get our athletes in action representative to stand up? You guys give up for athletes in action on campus. Yes, praise God for them. Then we also have our Chi Alpha group in the house. Where's Chi Alpha? Can you guys stand up, please? Represent. We got yes, front row spitting this distance. I love it. So, yeah, you guys, check it out. We're up. this is the body on campus. It's not just one ministry. It's a bunch of ministries working together, and each of us have our unique communities. And our heart is that you would get plugged in with one of them. You know, and we don't want to de detour that or prolong that, so we just want to invite you to, oh, IFI, that's right, there's an IFI representative, I see you in these right back there. Yeah, you guys, IFI, stand up, go ahead, yeah. Our international ministry, praise, so sorry, yes, we value the nations, hallelujah. But uh, here's the thing, that whatever ministry you run with, it's a win-win, but please run with it. Like, don't hold back, and you're like, man, Ortega, like, I like this ministry and this ministry. Where, where do I go? Well, you're going to know by who you're hanging out with a lot, who, who God's opening the door to do that with. And then when he does open the door, please run through it. Don't be hesitant, right? 
Whatever God has in store for you, it's going to be great things. But it's going to be by it's going to go be going on trips with people and fall retreats and spring break trips. You're going to build relationships with people that are going to contribute to your walk with God. And that's what we want to do here today. So, um, yeah, amen. Let's pray. I need prayer. Hallelujah. So, God, we just thank you so much for our first time guests and our church family that's here today. We're so thankful to be part of a church that has the opportunity to gather here on campus today to worship you. You're worthy, God, to be encouraged and strengthened together as one in and with you. God, we ask that you would pour out your love on us, that you would guide us with your truth, and that you would empower us, Holy Spirit. We ask that for H2O, AIA, IFI, Crew, Chi Alpha, Christians on Campus, the Gospel Choir, Rock Campus Fellowship, the High Praise Dance Team, the Chinese Christian Fellowship, CMC, Ratio Christi, and just all the Bible studies that are going to take place this semester on campus. God, do that, please. God, we want to ask that for our church plants, our church plant at OU. God, be with them. Move mightily in and through them. We thank you so much for the team that's out there, the sacrifice they've made. We thank you, God, that you're not wasting a drop. God, we pray for our partner churches in the surrounding area and throughout the world that you would use us to bring revival to see your kingdom come and your dream come true. And God, I can't help but I don't want to rush through this part of the prayer, but I pray for our brothers and sisters that are persecuted around the world. The ones that are giving their life today because you're worthy. Strengthen them, comfort them, provide a place for rest for them. And God, may your love be demonstrated in an incredible way, both in their their life and their death, as well as with ours. And God, we just want to lift up their persecutors. Lord, save them, rescue them, give them dreams and visions about who you are. And just like all of us, we need to be rescued. Rescue them, God. So be with our brothers and sisters as they live out the gospel. Free, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. All right, so we just sang this song. I will build my life right upon your love. It is a firm foundation, right? <laughs> Worship team killed it, man, like a crush. I'm back there, I'm just like, yes. So it's so true. The thing is, is we can get in the habit of just singing something. It makes us feel good, right? Listen to the words that you're singing. You know, we got a culture that just is an expert culture in entertainment and music and stuff like that. A lot of times we'll roll through something because it's got a good tune and we don't really listen to the words. There's no accountability there. And I just want to hold some accountability to those lyrics right now. I'll build my life upon your love. I will put my trust in you and you alone. And I think that worship song is going to really help kick us off for this, this understanding of legacy. And I want to talk about legacy today. I don't think you're here today uh, signing up for classes at Wright State University just to become a drone for some job out there. Or graduate with a degree that defines your pinnacle in life. Like, that was my greatest moment in life. I got this degree. I don't think that's why you're here. I believe that you're here today because there is something defined or undefined that stirs within you to make a difference in your life. In the life of others and maybe even more. I believe you're here today to make a legacy. 
a dream to provide for more than just your family and for others, but something so much bigger. It stirs within each one of us. This is what draws us to movies and books and stories that are so much bigger than us. It speaks to us. It inspires us. And I say this because this is the way I know God sees you and has wired you. God speaks into this. He cares about you. He loves you. He's invested in you. And an incredible adventure is laid out just for you. And we see this throughout the Bible and scriptures like Joshua 1.9. Come on. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Man. What about Deuteronomy 24? For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. And then Jeremiah 29, 11, if you haven't read this passage, well, here it is. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So I want you to shelf those scriptures just for a minute while I talk a little bit more about legacy and we'll readdress those here in a second. The greatest picture of legacy I see and have to come to discover, and I've been all over the world, is this picture that God gives us in the Bible. Let me paint it for you. I wonder if you've heard it. It's the story of creation. God created man and woman with great love, care, provision, a relationship with him and each other. Love was clearly demonstrated on that day. If you don't feel that way, or if you haven't looked at it in that way, I want you to just camp out there and see everything God did out of great love for man and woman. Then this deceiver, an enemy to God, comes and twists truth spoken by God to man and woman. Instead of trusting in God, they trust in someone else. They trust in something else for their future. And really at the root of this, it's them trusting in themselves to make the best decision for themselves. And I hate to say it, but you can live a long time, and I, I dare say that are we still qualified to make the best decisions for ourselves? Mankind at that moment of not trusting in God divided his relationship with God. And that's called sin, you guys. You're not trusting in God and you're doing things that are not his way and not trusting in him. And, and that created division and separated this relationship that God created to define who we were. And our identity was broken. Our hope was lost. A future is our future now navigating through our brokenness. What a future, right? We're left to pick up the pieces, trying to salvage any dignity, still hiding in shame and the pain of being separated from God. This is the great void that we try to fill in all of our lives. There is something that is there that's a void, and we are trying to fill it up with things to define it, um, satisfy it. And man, eventually we just try to pacify and cover up and make that void numb in our life by maybe droning out to things, shows, games, maybe falling asleep to that great call. But here's where legacy comes in. In Genesis, but God pursued man. We find him chasing after man, hallelujah. God pursued with a promise, a prophetic promise, one that he was faithful to in Christ Jesus his only begotten son, a legacy of love defined 
by giving up the giving of his life in exchange for our broken pieces. Jesus was beaten and bruised beyond recognition, whipped, spit on, rejected, mocked, humiliated, nailed to a tree, and still alive, gave his life as an offering in exchange for our broken, shallow life. He is good to his promise to fix what was broken and lost. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever broken something and just got out got a new one? It's a whole lot easier just to go get something new. But if you break something that you care about, you might try to put it back together. God cares about you. He cares about us. And he's not just taking the pieces and trying to make something and like it's going to happen again. He's making something new that won't be shaken. Hallelujah. It takes this journey, you guys. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit with great love rescues, redeems, and establishes our relationship that we can confidently place our hope in, that we can abandon all other identity. You see, we try to build our kingdom, and our kingdom's filled with these identities of how we define ourselves, how we look at ourselves, how we associate ourselves with the the community and the culture around us, but we can leave all of that and focus on one place, one person, and say, that will define who I am, and that's Christ Jesus. Isn't he the only one worthy of it? Think about it. Are you going to invest the rest of your life into anything else and say, I can confidently say when I cross over that it was worth it. I know too many successful men and women who said, man, if I just understood, if I just experienced this encounter with God so much sooner, CEOs, politicians, ambassadors, I've met them all. I've been around kings in other countries. I mean, it's just, they all share the same thing. If I would have just encountered this living God a whole lot sooner. Because this is a relationship. You can pursue God and encounter a God that's been pursuing you from the very beginning. That's not like anywhere else. Nothing else, no philosophy, no, no other lowercase God out there, right? Nothing else, no job will satisfy or pursue you like that. Nothing else in life will add up and respond to you the way God does. I love reading the word. Check it out. I see men and women who, or I see these men, not men and women, but specifically, uh, specifically, specifically, uh, specifically, I see men who left their fishing jobs and in one moment paints a picture of legacy. Ordinary men, right? I see a woman at the well who in one moment surrendered everything and shared what she encountered and found remade legacy in her life. You see, I see a tax collector hiding in a tree, a soldier who trusted from afar. I see a blind man crying out for hope for a hopeless situation. I see a rescued and redeemed prostitute break a jar of perfume worth a year's wages to pour out on feet, all paint a picture of this legacy, a kingdom legacy that God invites us all into. Not one for just these people or those that have, This is for mankind to really discover what it means to make a legacy, and it will only be defining kingdom legacy, his kingdom.
All these men and women have an incredible legacy, not because of who they were, but because who they encountered and they trusted. Everybody repeat after me. Jesus. 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 I'm telling you, it's that man that you will encounter. Fully man, fully God, still alive today, working our lives through the Holy Spirit, his spirit moving in and encountering us day to day right here with us, not from afar. Waiting for us to lean in and pursue him like he's pursuing us. It's a relationship that will change your life. It's not the Bible just sitting on a shelf. It's not your idea that God loves you and he saved you. You got to go after it. Any relationship takes hard work. If you're sitting on the couch eating bonbons, watching Netflix and believe that that relationship is going to work out any relationship. I'm going to be doing marriage counseling in your life when you get married. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to work out that way. I took this test on how close I am to leaving a legacy with my family a while back ago. And I took this test and I thought I would, it would gauge my, my legacy based on my vision for legacy, on what I hope to accomplish when I, uh, in the future. But it asked me questions about what I'm doing right now. It was determining whether or not my legacy was something I was dreaming about or really pursuing. You see, legacy is not determined by what you hope to do, but by the day-to-day -day actions you're taking right now. I love those passages that I mentioned earlier from the Word of God. They encourage me, they stir me up, but the truth is, is that if all I was to read those passages and focused on the passages like that, it'd be easy to see this paper trail of scripture that was a one-up for my own kingdom. I could take those passages from the Bible to encourage me and just to build my kingdom still. It's not until I get real about my relationship with God and look to see that just like any relationship of value, a legacy is built on grit. It takes intentional time set apart daily to build a healthy relationship. Not just a verbal response, but one of action. And I see that in passages like these. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. You see, am I seeking first God, or am I seeking other things? Do I go to other people first, or do I go to God first? Do I go to his word first or do I go to a YouTube influencer first? Where am I going first? Seek first the kingdom of God means seek first his sovereignty in your life and his righteousness. Righteousness, let me break it down. Right relationship. Right relationship. Seek a right relationship with him. He desires relationship. This is so much more than a religion. This is a relationship. And you're not going to experience it through a religion, religious attitude. We see that in the Pharisees. We see that in Sadducees. Knowing all this stuff, but way off the mark. Then we see, they say, if we do those things, all these things shall be added unto you. I don't know about you, but man, when I first went to school, I was trusting my degree to make it happen. And I got a great testimony like, when I got to my first job, the guy didn't even want to see my, my degree or hear about it or see my portfolio or anything like that. He said, God told me to dream to hire you. I just, here's a company card, here's a credit card, revamp everything. I'm like, what? 
Where's your trust lying in, right? Netherverse, Ephesians 4.2, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Now, if I take a list and I'm listing out humanity's traits and characteristics, and I even, and that's me, right? Joshua Ortega right there. I don't see humility like being one of the first things on that list, especially before I met Jesus. I mean, we roll deep on the streets. It's just like nobody messes mess with the Ortegas, right? I, we had a lot of pride in our name. Humility was a weakness. What about gentleness? Man, it's easy to be gentle with someone you care about. But what about someone you don't care about? What about someone who just cuts you off? What about an enemy? What about our brothers and sisters faced with a gun, a barrel down, looking down at them? with patience. I don't know how many times in my Christian walk I've asked God, God, please help me understand patience. Yes. Here I am, I'm over 40 years old, and I'm still begging God, like I still don't, I need, I, I, need, I still want the breakthrough of patience in my life. What about bearing with one another in love? Bearing basically carrying the weight of a relationship. And I'm not talking about those relationships that you care about, right? We come along and we bear each other's burdens. That's one thing. But this is talking about so much more. Because Jesus said you can love those who love you back. And that's of little value. That's, that's easy. I've called you to love your enemy like I loved you when you were still my enemy. Bearing up with those that get on your nerves. Bearing up that relationship with those that don't agree with you, don't come in political alignment with you, they don't have the same values, don't have the same lifestyle, don't have the same affiliations. And coming alongside and saying, I love you. I want to spend time with you. Yeah, we've got all these differences and it's hard. But you know what? At the end of the day, God loves you and I see you the way God sees you. And I'm willing to spend time with you. What about Mark 8, 35? For whoever will save his life shall lose it, but whoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. Let's just add legacy in this verse real quick. For whoever will save his life and build his own legacy will lose it. But whoever shall lose his life and surrender his legacy for the sake of Christ Jesus and the gospel will save it and enjoy it for an eternity. As we begin to think about and be confronted with the idea of legacy today, I want you to consider three myths about legacy that this dude, Bill Hyde, talks about. Myth number one, legacy is for the rich. Historically, when we think about legacy, we tend to think of it as an amount of money we'll leave for people. But you see, money is the easiest kind of legacy to leave. But generally, it leaves the least value. You see, when you leave money as a legacy, it's going to create little to no character for those who are inheriting it. It's a blessing, but it doesn't often turn out too well. To the contrary, it's the richness of values and virtue that make a legacy powerful. I want you to think of some names in the past century that you say, wow, this person le left a legacy to our culture, the world. Let's think about this for a minute. 
Who would you name out and be like, yo, this person totally left a legacy. Everybody should know this person's name. They definitely impacted the world. Maybe the US, maybe a country. They definitely influenced us. Well, they did a survey of all these wealthy people, all these successful people, and wanted to find out who did they deem has left a, a huge mark, left a legacy within the past century. And you know what? It was like, there was no contest, no contest among these CEOs, people who have reached the pinnacle of their life and great success in all spheres of life. And across the board, no competition, Mother Teresa was mentioned. Isn't that crazy? A woman who had no home, nothing. She was out there living amongst people, living amongst people no one wanted to be around, lepers. Loving people the way God loved her. And they said, this woman who's known by everyone not because of what she went to school for, not because of what business she started up, not because of what she invented, not because of any of these things, it's because of her love that she demonstrated and learned from God. Myth number two, legacy is for the famous. Just because you're not in history books doesn't mean you're not gonna have a legacy. Some of you may say today, Ortega, I don't care about leaving a legacy. I just want to get by and do what I need to do. I'm not here to do that. I want to encourage you guys and love you guys with, great, with a great challenge and say, you're going to leave a legacy whether you want to or not. Whatever you call it, whatever you want to define it, you're going to be remembered for something. This is your legacy. The memories will either be good or bad or maybe a little bit of both. But the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.10 that each of us, whether in history books or not, must appear before the judgment seat of Christ and have our works, our legacy, tested. I'm not here telling you this to scare you. I'm here to inspire you. Today can be the day that you step into you what you know is speaking down in here that's stirring in here to do something. And it's the invite that God's calling you to. Let us listen to wisdom that leads to life and life more abundant in Christ Jesus, a kingdom legacy. Myth number three, legacy is set in stone. There's some who would give up the idea of legacy and they see a hopeless past and perhaps a hopeless future. But legacies can be remade. I mentioned the woman at the well. That's what H2O is named after this moment where Jesus says, I'm the living H2O, water. And we, we see her moment, all this brokenness, and she has a redeemed legacy. I see Peter at the hour where Peter denied his friend and Messiah turn against him. But because he knew the love and grace of God, that he knew he was broken and that God spoke to him and called him out of all that to pursue him, broken or not, he went on to, to reshape history. The church, the world, legacy. This legacy, you guys, starts with your heart. It's going to start with your heart. It's not going to start with what degree you chose, which may change several times, freshman. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay? 
It's going to start with your heart. I'm asking you to consider a relationship with God. I'm asking you that if you've known God all your life, and it's okay. I know a lot of people, they've grown up in church and be like, I know this stuff, but I want to say I've got a relationship with God. Can you help me work on that? We all will help you work. Kalpha, we're, we're, we're all, we'll work with you on building that relationship. We're ministries here that want to champion that. AI5, come on. If you've got a relationship with God, this is not a time to abandon it while you're going to school. All right? You're going to need it more than ever. I've talked to so many people who said, I chose a public university just to make, see if I was a Christian. I could fake it all I want at another church or a Christian school and be around people that just make me feel like I'm a Christian. But I tell you what, it's at a public university that I'm going to cross that line. Like either I am or I'm not. I'll find out real quick. And then, if you don't have a relationship with God today, and you're here, for, and you're like, I don't know how I wound up here, this is crazy, it's because God loves you, and he wants to start that today. And today can be the day you start a great adventure that will define legacy in the best way. If that's you today, on any three of these things, please come and talk to us. We'll be out here, we got food afterwards, we'll be announcing that all that stuff. But go up to the connect table. Talk to these leaders in these other ministries. Talk to us. We would love to walk you through just what that looks like and introduce you to this great relationship with our creator, the one who made us with great love and care, rescued us out of a promise and is faithful to all of it. We're praying for you and we hope to be a part of your journey. I want, to, I want you to think about something Francis Chan. I don't know if you know this guy, but he's a pretty cool brother. And he said, uh, our greatest fear should not be a failure, a failure. Think about that. Our greatest fear shouldn't be failing at something, but of succeeding at things in life that don't really matter. What are you going to put your life's work into? And I don't want to say that your degree has no value. I double majored here. I'm an alum here, and it doesn't have any value. Our college debt says otherwise. It, it takes a while to pay off. But it will be something that God uses, your degree, your giftings, your talents. But unless you're willing to give this some time to grow closer to God and discover what it looks like to follow him in this season, I can say you're going to miss out on an incredible opportunity to know God in this season. you got three to six weeks. What habits are you going to make? Who are you going to connect with? Who are you going to roll with? Who are you going to call your homies? Right? This is going to be a great adventure. Are you going to spend all your time working? No time for anybody? Are you going to lean on God and be like, God, I got to separate. I got to be set apart in trusting you with some of this time. Right? God's a family man. You're going to know him best. Spend alone time with him. Well, family. Who comes from a large family? More than just an only child. All right, let's put it that way. Most of your experiences with your parents are going as a family, and that's what shaped you as the daughter or son that you are, representing that last name today. It's going to be the same way in the kingdom of God. So as the band comes back up, I want to say this. Our hope is that your legacy will one day be defined like this simple passage found in 1 Thessalonians 1.3. 
It says, we will remember before our God, we remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Christ Jesus. So I'm gonna close with this benediction. And we like we like doing declarations, all right? Yeah. All right, we gotta verbalize something. It's the first place, it's the first place that our faith becomes tangible is what we say. And Rebecca knows, who's, who's, oh, there we go, you know. Who's, who's hollering out for declarations? Hope, oh, there we go. Somebody knows the power of declarations. So everybody just repeat after me. God, God I need you. I need you. God, God I, want you. I want you. Keep me close to you. Let this be a year. All my work is produced by faith. All my labor prompted by love. My endurance inspired by hope that I have in you, Jesus, my Lord. Amen. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Take hold of that, you guys. Be blessed. Represent. I'll see you after this. Let's, keep, let's close this out with some worship, you guys.